Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer on this Friday morning, November 12th. My name's Tom Short, so glad to have you along to get into the Word of God here every day. Pray over what we read and allow God's Word to transform our life. I hope you will join us every day. I began a little series about Roman Catholicism and their beliefs versus those of the Protestant faith or those that we find in the Scripture and, and what is the proper interpretation of some of these controversial passages. This morning I'd like to look at maybe the foundational verse or section that uh, the Roman Catholic Church says it gets its authority from to be the church. And this is a very, very important section. It's found in Matthew chapter 16. Let's go ahead and take a look at it. Verse 13, now when they came into the district of Caesarea Philippi, he was asking his disciples, who do people say that the Son of Man is? And they said, some say John the Baptist, and others Elijah, one of the prophets, or, or still others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. Simon Peter answered, or Jesus said, but who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. So this is important. So far, what we're, you know, everybody has an opinion about Jesus. Peter has given the right answer. Peter has affirmed that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. Now, this term Christ was not Jesus' last name, all right? He wasn't the son of Joseph and Mary Christ. No, the Christ was his title. It meant the anointed one. In the Hebrew, it was Messiah. In the Greek, it was Christ. Same word, just different languages. He was the Messiah, the Christ the son of the living God. He would, this word means the anointed one, the one that God would send to be king of the kingdom of God, to be the one to redeem mankind, to save mankind, the promised anointed one that God would send. It's quite a statement. If Peter had been wrong, it would have been certainly appropriate, although not Roman under, legal under Roman law, certainly would have been appropriate for others to pick up stones and stoned him for blasphemy. He went out on a limb here. He made a declaration. Certainly the disciples knew there was something about Jesus, and most likely they all already were thinking he's the Christ. But now Peter declares it strongly, clearly. Thou art the Christ. You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Was he right? Yes, he was. This is a very, very key verse right here. Verse 17. Jesus said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Bar-Jonah, or Simon, son of Jonah, because flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And so this is important to understand. God had given this understanding to Peter. Peter played a very significant role here, no doubt about it. He had made this declaration, and God had given him that understanding. And might I add, if you have this understanding that Jesus is the Christ, you didn't figure it out. Flesh and blood didn't tell you this either. But rather, it was God who helped you come to understand this. It's God who gave you this, this um, knowledge. Certainly, God, God may have used people to bring you to this place or to share this knowledge, but it was God who gave you this understanding. But back to Peter. Blessed are you, Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonah. Flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. Now, here's the key verse the controversial verse. And I also say to you that you are Peter. 
and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overpower it. What does that mean? Here's the significance about this. I say to you, Peter, this was the Greek word petros, P-E-T-R-O-S. It means a stone. And upon this rock, and the word rock is the word petra, P-E-T-R-A. And upon this rock, this petra, petra means a big boulder. I will build my church. And so the traditional Catholic understanding is that the rock is Peter. You are Peter, a rock, a stone, Petras, and upon this rock, a boulder, a Petra, I will build my church. Now, which word is Peter the rock? Is Peter the foundation of the church? Well, again, in Catholic doctrine, he is. And the church is built upon Peter. And therefore, as we'll see in a moment, Peter had the keys. He would have the right to decide who gets into the kingdom, who gets into the church, who gets into heaven. But no, I would believe, Protestant belief, is that these are two different things. You are Peter, you are stone, a Petros. And upon this boulder, this I will build my church. The boulder is not Peter. The big rock upon which the church is built is not Peter but it's what Peter had said. Peter had affirmed and declared his confession that Jesus was the Christ. The church is not built upon Peter. The church is built upon Christ. And Peter had made the recognition. Peter had made the declaration. The church, the word church means God's called out people. It's the word ecclesia, a called out group, an assembly of people. And how do you get into the church? Is it through Peter? Or is it through the declaration or, or is it through what Peter just said? The declaration, the confession, the faith that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the Living God. Now to me, this makes much, much more sense, both theologically and practically. Practically, had Jesus meant Peter to be the the rock, he would have said, I say to you that you, he would have used the words, remember, Petros and Petra, he would have said, you are Petros, and upon this Petros, I'll build my church. Or you're a Petra, and upon this Petra, I build my church. It's like saying, you're a stone, and you're a rock, and upon this rock, I'll build my church. In the original language, it's not the same word. And they're different words. One is a stone, and one is a big bedrock. Had Jesus meant to say, Peter, you are the bedrock, and upon this bedrock I'll build my church. You are the Petra, and upon this Petra I'll build my church. But he didn't say that. He said, you're a stone, and upon this giant bedrock I'll build my church. He's talking about two different things. The bedrock was the confession that Peter had made. We call it the bedrock confession. Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. That's how you get into the church of God. Now, of course, you've got to understand what that means because there's millions of people who think Jesus is the Christ. They don't even know what it means. Muslims call Jesus the Christ, and yet they, they go on to define who he is in ways that deny that he is the true Christ. But understand that if you, under, if, if, if you are confessing, if, if God has revealed to you what it means, he's the anointed of God. 
the Savior of the world, the Lord of lords, the King of kings, the King of the kingdom of God. And you confess that, and you acknowledge that, you believe that, you enter into the, the, the church, the ecclesia, the called out group of God's people. That's what it is. So the bedrock, the, 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 the entrance is not Peter. Peter's not the rock. Jesus is the rock. Jesus is the foundation. He's the chief cornerstone. Now it does say in Ephesians that God has built his church upon the, the, the foundation of the apostles and prophets. And so they are the ones who give us the doctrine. Yes. But Jesus himself is this chief cornerstone according to 1 Peter chapter 2. And in 1, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, it says that there's one foundation laid. And this is where Paul is reading. And let's just flip over there and read it. 1 Corinthians chapter 3. 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse, beginning with verse 10. According to the grace of God which was given to me, like a wise master builder, I laid a foundation and another's building on it. But let each man be careful how he builds upon it. For no man can lay a foundation other than the one which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. 1 Corinthians 3. 10 and 11. I don't, think Peter, I don't think Paul was out there telling the Corinthians the foundation of this church is Peter. No, he tells us the foundation, the only foundation of the church is Jesus Christ. This is who he is. This is the foundation. To say it's a mere man, as, as blessed as Peter was, as significant as he was, and just like yesterday when we talked about Mary, we don't want to put Mary down because the Catholics have exalted her too high, we don't want to put her down less than what she is. She was indeed the mother of Jesus Christ. She was the one God chose to bring Jesus into the world. A very wonderful person, a godly woman, and one that we should honor and love, but not venerate or pray to or exalt in the way that the Catholics have done. And likewise, Peter, very significant man very important man in the in the church of God very I mean he wrote scripture he was one that Jesus that God used to to make this first confession we honor that but we don't exalt him to say that he is the rock upon which the church is built no 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 Jesus is the rock Peter had simply confessed that statement that's the rock the church is built upon there is no foundation other than our foundation of Jesus Christ. This is important, folks. This is important. There's no other man. We'll talk in the future about the Pope, but this is the basis upon which they, they get this idea of a Pope. We're not going to go into that so much this morning, but we will sometime in the future and talk about this idea that the Pope is passed down. It's called apostolic succession, that the succession that from Peter to others on down to the one they have today is the, the lineage, shall we say, of that comes from Peter. That's not true. Anyway, thank the Lord. Our foundation is Jesus Christ. And he is the Christ. What does that mean? It's a powerful statement. He is the anointed one of God. He, is a, he was what was prophesied in the Old Testament, would be a prophet, a priest, and a king. The anointed one was all of this, the, a prophet, a priest, and a king, indeed the king of the kingdom. As we read in Isaiah 9, his kingdom shall have no end. The increase of his government shall no end. He is the mighty God.
Father, we thank you for sending your son, Jesus Christ. We confess that he is the Christ, the son of the living God. We thank you that you have given us this understanding and knowledge that Jesus is the foundation. Jesus, the Christ, Jesus, the prophet, the priest, the king, the anointed one of God, the Messiah. It's all in a person. And there was never been someone like you, Jesus. You are exalted above all. Lord, the, the, the foundation of the church, it's not upon Peter, but it, indeed it was upon what Peter had just declared. And we declare it. We declare it today. You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. We thank you that that is how we enter the church. That's how we become one of your people. It's this from the heart and with all of our heart, and with the knowledge we have, and with the understanding that you have revealed to us, we declare that Jesus Christ, that's who you are, the Son of the living God, the Christ. And in simply doing that, in simply doing that, to come to right, we come to right relationship with God. We come to salvation. We become one of yours. We, we declare that we follow you. We declare our allegiance to you. You are our Lord, and you are our Savior. And for this, we give you praise and we bless you. Father, today, we pray for our friends who don't understand this. We pray for our friends who are looking elsewhere. They're looking at other rocks, other foundations in their life, other basis for what is good, right, and true. We pray for them, Father. Open their eyes like you have ours. Give them understanding as you have us. Help them to see who Jesus Christ is. We pray, Father, for your gospel to run rapidly. We pray, Lord, for the, the, the churches in our country to be built on true doctrine and proper doctrine and a proper understanding that exalts Jesus Christ above all. We bless you today. We worship you. Jesus, we join with, we know that this very moment, if we could see up into heaven, you'd be seated next to your Father and the angels and the living creatures, all who are there will be praising you, and we exalt you. You are our God. We do pray today, Lord, fill us with your spirit. Help us to walk in a godly way today. Help us, Lord, to honor you with our words, our actions, our attitudes, our motives. Might this day be your day. It's the day you've made. We pray, Lord, that as we follow you, we'd be worthy ambassadors. We'd be worthy examples. We'd be lights to a dark world because we are followers of the Christ. We bless you and we love you now and we praise you in Jesus' name, Father. We praise you. Amen and amen and amen. All right. Hey, thanks for joining me. I hope you do join me every day. We talk about all kinds of things here, but we just get into the Word of God every day and we let the, the truths of God wash over us and into us and transform us, transform our minds as we think, transform our hearts. I hope you join us every day. Make a commitment. Come back here, whether you come live or come later in the day, or whether you listen to the podcast, which you can find on Apple, Spotify, and Google platforms. I hope that you get into the Word of God every day. It'll make a difference. I believe it. I promise, because God's Word is powerful. All right? God bless you. You have a great day, and we'll see you tomorrow morning, 830, right here. You have a blessed day. Bye-bye.